All right, what is going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode, which is episode 56 here on the Lure Lab, a part of the Sirius Angler Network. And as always, I am your host, the captain, Andrew Fall. And today we have a new bait to the market that we are talking about. And it's a cool one because I got to mess around with it before anybody really got to see a photo of it. And it's by Cast Fishing. And, um, it's called the Echo, and it's a cool little bait. And I'm bringing, we're having Ryan Hanks on today from Cast Fishing USA, and uh, we're gonna break into this new bait that is new to the United States market, and I believe is new in general to cast fishing. And if you're familiar with Ryan, we've had him on a few times talking unique topwater baits, and we've been on the Serious Angler Network and talking about like smallmouth adventures up north with Joe LaBarbera, and um, just. Overall, they have an awesome product and making big headways here in the bass fishing market coming from a saltwater company. So I wanted to get Ryan back on here today, talk about this new bait that is entering the U.S. market. I believe it released this week, earlier this week. So we're going to get him on here. We're going to chat about it and all the different unique ways that we can rig it. And by the way, to catch this really big smallmouth, because I've caught a handful on it already, messing around with it on a certain rig, which we're going to talk about. So stay tuned and let's get Ryan on here. Hey, Ryan, how's it going? What's up, brother? How you doing today, man? Oh, not too bad. I'm sorry that my hectic morning delayed us uh, recording just by a couple minutes, but um, things are good. How are things with you? Doing really good, man. Uh, staying super busy, you know, yeah. uh, waking up at 5 a.m., going to bed like an old man at 830 and, and rinse and repeat, man, every single day yeah. right now. But uh, I appreciate you having me on here, man. We're uh, we're really excited about this one, man. This is something we put a lot of R&D into and uh, something we're super proud yeah. of. Highly anticipated release, especially by myself. Like I'm I'm a big fan of it. I think every time I caught a fish, I sent you a photo with it in its That's face. right, man. No, and that we, was it was really cool that you got to test it and it showed us kind of exactly what we need. Um yeah. you know, I, I do live down here in Florida, fish saltwater a lot, but I go back home. My home lake is Lake Lanier and really, you know, up in North Georgia, North Carolina, Tennessee. So the deep clear water is definitely something that we like to fish a lot. So yeah which is what this bait was designed for deep clear water and that's right overall finesse application so we're getting a little finessey here on the lure lab today but um highly anticipated release it's going well so far it, it seems like there's a lot of hype behind this bait and from my perspective and i love it and i think i had what the casper the white color and then the that's correct color, yeah. which were which I'm just about out of them, by the way. I forgot. To yeah, I'll get you. Yeah. I'll get you some more. Up there. I think <laughs> yeah, no worries. Gonna, these aren't going to last too much longer. Yeah. We've sold just with our release. We've sold a ton yeah. of them, man. And I think that has in part to do with how big forward-facing sonar is right now. Also, the yeah. hover rig, which we'll talk about later, and and it does something really, really special with that. So it's something yeah. I want to show. But so um, I'm excited to dive into like the unique ways to rig this it's not really unique i think the last one that we're going to talk about the most anticipated one is probably the most unique way and we've kind of talked about it with different people on this show with um matt stefan we've dove mm -hmm. into it with you like a nose hooking variation with a different bait so we're going to get there but uh before we even talk about rigging i want to know more about the r d and the echo and what is the echo 
Exactly. Okay. So this is our, this is what we just released. Let's see if you can see it well. This is the 3.5 Echo right here. And essentially this bait was born from the Prodigy swim bait. Let me see if I got a Prodigy right here to show you. Um, you can see what makes this bait, both of them have this, is there's two key features that I want to point out here. First is this scallop side right here, right? So you see something like this, like even on like a, like a Mega Bass Vision 110 jerk bait, how you're getting that really good darting action when you snap. It lets the water go down it. And then the other key feature that we have uh, is this little glass rattle. This is both in the, the Prodigy and in the Echo. And we've really, since we've released these baits, started using this more as basically a chamber to hold tungsten nail weights, depending on whether we're going to do the sneak rig with the Prodigy or what I'm going to show you later on, uh, how we're fishing this as a hover rig. Uh, and it's a, it's a straight tail little bait. It's very finesse, but it's something that has excelled really well uh, using forward facing sonar. There's a ton of applications for this, right? Um, you know, I fish it a ton of different ways and I want to show you one of my favorite ways uh, is to fish it uh, on a queen tackle tungsten finesse underspin. And I'm actually even throwing this underspin on, on spinning gear, which is super cool, but a very finessey way. You can bomb it a mile. It's a great setup for that. You've got the little rattle on here. Um, that's one of my, my first ways I fish this bait. Um, now, before we dive further into how do you fish mm -hmm. it and the techniques, right? Like how many colors does the echo come in currently? And which two do you think our viewers should always have in their box to kind of come? So let me show you the colors here. We've got, uh, as you mentioned, the one you were using, Casper, uh, yeah. white pearl. It's It's got, it's basically a white pearl with a blue shimmer on it. Um, we've got our blue back herring color, right? And then my favorite color is the one I just showed here. This is Appalachia. This is going to be hard. And, you know, you've, you've took some pictures and sent them to me, saw it in person. When you're looking at this on a video or pictures, it comes up just kind of look, looking really green. Yeah. Uh, but if the bottom of this has a really cool kind of pearlish oyster uh, thing. And why I made that color, why we called it Appalachia is, you know, I used to work at Hammond's Fishing and we would sell blueback herring uh, for bait. And if you actually look at those fish in the tank, they're olive on the back. They're olive green. Uh, they don't really turn that bluish purple color until they're they're hurt or they're injured, right? So I wanted something to match that. And and also just green is such a natural color uh, as well that you can fish on a multitude of lakes. Mm -hmm. I agree with that. Yeah, I really like that color a lot. I think I caught more smallmouth on that one than I did the Casper. The Casper one excelled for me when it was cloudy and kind exactly, of... Exactly, exactly. That's that's oh. when I like to use Casper. Same thing on the near. That white uh, is really good cloudy, but my favorite color is the uh, Appalachia color. Okay. That blueback herring is another really good one as well. Mm -hmm. So and that's why we want to keep it simple. Just three really good colors for right now. Uh, we will add some more colors in the future, but right now on the initial release, we wanted three proven colors. And I apologize yeah. that I said four. I couldn't remember if it was now three you're good. or four. So I knew I had two of the three. So yeah, it, it's awesome. But um, so I noticed one thing on the underspin, and mm -hmm. that is we know the queen tackle tungsten mm -hmm. underspin doesn't have eyes on the jig head do you think it's important when you rig any type of bait that has eyes on it not to have an eye jig head and just God, like that is that is like the biggest thing through every fisherman isn't it yeah. and and i have buddies who don't care at all then i have like how i am or like how franco my good friend franco is and like we're so anal man like it it personally bothers me yeah. i'm sure it doesn't then i have guys that say oh well that you know there's the eyeball in the jig head and then the eye there is kind of like the little dot like on the side of a thread fin or something like that. So it makes sense. Yeah, it does. It, and it's just a, a preference thing, but I personally don't like to have double set eyeballs. It's just not um, my style. 
I'm the exact same I, way. Yeah, I, that's what I really like about on this this tungsten underspin or a jig head. It's very clean. You got your eye there, and that that's just that's my own OCD probably right when it comes to fishing gear. Yeah. But that's that's my preference on it. I, I am the same way. So we covered the underspin, right? Like, so what is the setup you're gonna throw with the underspin line reel? rod so our viewers know so here for probably 95 percent of using the echo i'm only going to use one or two rods um a medium uh spinning rod seven six medium spinning rod for most applications when we get into the hover rig stuff later i will step down to a uh, a medium light blank uh but really a medium spinning rod um i use i'm a big fan of the shimano twin power that's my favorite reel uh i use a 3k size uh, I like, I know you, I can get away with the 2,500, but I have found with the bigger spool that I'm able to make longer casts. Um, and that's important on the lakes I fish. I'm fishing a lot of herring lakes that where you're fishing open water, not so much structure oriented, and you want to be able to make the longest cast and cover as much water. So I, that's why I prefer that size reel. And then for every application, I'm using our 12 pound cast X12 braid. Uh, that is a very thin diameter braid. It's my favorite braid, by yeah, the way, for anyone who's listening. I really appreciate it, man. And, and it's, I think out of all of our products, it's my favorite. It's something I, I tell Mick, my business partner, we could just be a braid company if we really yeah. wanted to do that. Like it's, it's, it's really, really cool. Um, and then, you know, as far as like the leaders I'm using, just depending probably somewhere between a seven to, and sometimes step down to five, but seven to 10 pound fluorocarbon leader. I like, uh, I use like seven pound FC sniper a lot. Yeah. It's good stuff. Mm -hmm. I, I like all of that, but yeah, especially with a long distance cast with an underspin is very vital because it is. And it's, it's, I want to give a big shout out to queen on this too, because, you know, really like the underspin that would, I think that really started on our lake, you know? Mm -hmm. um, and when we would throw the underspin back in the day, we were using, I would throw it on a bait caster. Okay. I would have probably 12 pound fluoro. You're, we would throw a half ounce size a lot. It'd be a big hunk of lead. Okay. Mm -hmm. Where you put like a fluke, a fluke junior, whatever trailer you wanted. But now with this kind of very compact, I mean, this is a three eighths ounce size, right? It's still pretty small. And then the quarter is even smaller than that. It's very finesse. You've got that light wire hook. So you can get away with throwing this on a spinning rod with 12 pound braid and even a seven to 10 pound floral leader. And that, what that does is just what I told you. You can absolutely bomb it. We have a lot of fish that like to come up schooling always just far away from the boat where you can't cast. But now you can get on them with that. So so it's, it's a really cool little finesse combo. And then, you know, when you have this light wire hook that's on here, you're not jamming those fish, right? Like you're not mm -hmm. trying to put a flipping hook into them. You, it's so sharp. You're just reeling into them. So it kind of really uh, works well with the 12-pound the braid, the medium rod, and the light leader. It's a whole system, you know, which I'm sure this is like right up your alley. I mean, with the smallmouth fishing that you do, you know. Yeah, the one rod I would use probably for it, and I know for a fact – I use whenever I'm on a ball head is uh alpha angler spy bait rod because it just I got to use that rod when I went up there and I'm still due to get a couple of those rods, yeah. man. Those were those were incredible rods, and that was a lot of fun using those. So it just loads so beautifully with that super light. It does, rod. it does. I was fishing the sneak rig on that and it, it was it was perfect, man. Yep. So hundred percent. So let's hop into the next unique way to use this bait, right? And I think we're gonna dive into the little chatter bait now. As a yeah, so we found a, once again, which is crazy, right? So we just talked about throwing underspins on spinning rods. Uh, Jackal makes a chatterbait called the Dare Break, and it is a finesse little chatterbait. Okay, um, this you can only get that in the JDM market, right? I believe that's correct. There is, I've, I've got this one. Uh, there's a tackle store in 
Tennessee on Lake Chickamauga called Talk and Tackle. And this I got it from those guys. But they're not really easy to source right now. I'm not sure where you could find them. But if you come across this chatterbait, I definitely encourage you getting one. Uh, they're a lot of fun. Now, you can throw this on a bait caster, but you really can throw it well on the same setup, that medium spinning rod, light braid, light leader. And you were just asking me about as far as the jig head having eyeballs uh, and the bait. You'll notice right here, I've left, so the jig head, had, the, the front of the chatterbait has the eyeballs, and then I cut this bait down uh, so it didn't have the eyeballs. And it, it just matches it perfectly, yeah. man. It's it's a really, really cool, like compact finesse system. You know, high pressure days, something like that. Fishing's tough. You want to downsize. You don't want to throw your traditional big chatterbait with a huge trailer. Uh, this is a way to get some really good bites on it. And uh, I don't know the name of this color uh, on this dare break, but it matches the uh, Appalachia oh, perfectly right here. So that's the next thing. Um, you know, it's a really good trailer for underspins, uh, chatterbaits, and then something that I don't have in front of me, but is very important to point out is a scrounger head. Yeah. Uh, it works have you really tried well. it with the Z-Man Mini Max yet? Like I, ha I haven't just because I haven't got one yet, but I saw that and I saw I thought the same thing. I think that yeah. would match it perfectly. Yeah, I think that's because I and it's hard to get those dirt breaks, but I do have some mini maxes. I think it would it would definitely work on there. Off of that, yeah, yeah. I like that. And I throw that yeah. on a baitcaster because that's a super beefy hook. So just right, like, right, yeah. you can do that. Yeah, this is. I think the dirt breaks. I mean, they still have this hook is not as thin as what's on the queen tackle, but it's still a light wire hook. So yeah. you could throw this is one you could throw either way. You could throw that on a spinning rod. You could also throw that on a baitcaster. How heavy is that dirt break? Like. Uh, so I think this is a quarter. This might be a quarter or a three eighths right here. Slightly too heavy to throw on a BFS setup. That yeah, but I, BFS. I know, I know. I've thought about that and I thought about, um, there's a lot of stuff I want to do with the echo on the BFS setup that yeah. I want to play around with. So, well, when you figure that out, we'll have to have an episode about it. We but will. We will. What's next for the fun ways to rig. Yeah. Okay, so the way that you rigged it and what I think is really effective, what's going to be a big player for us uh, you know, coming in the wintertime. Yeah, forward-facing sonar. There's is the Demiki rig, right? Um, mm -hmm. That's just a little queen tackle, tungsten jig head. And I'm leaving the rattle in there on this one. So, you know, if you're dropping it down over fish, you can sit there and rattle it. It'll cause the attention. Or, you know, um, you've seen some of the guys that just take a, a straight tail bait on forward-facing th sonar, throw it out, and they're just doing little pumps of their rod and reeling it. Both of those ways. I forgot what that's called, the, the yeah. style of fishing. But um Mid-strolling. It's called mid-strolling. Mid so, yeah, you can definitely mid-stroll with this bait. I caught um, quite a few smallmouth mid-strolling, like, say, 10 foot over 40, so 30 foot down. So 10 yeah. foot off the bottom and just walking it over their head. You wouldn't believe how many smallmouth, and I'm sure spots will do this too, will actually come up and rise just because they're curious. Then you can either exactly, hit them yeah. fire or throw a secondary bait on, like a drop shot. Exactly. Leave. Exactly. Um, and then, you know, we were talking about Demiki. I want to bring this up too. This is kind of specific to a region, but something we do in North Carolina, uh, Tennessee, this was born in Tennessee is tight lining. Okay. Yep. So what, what those fisheries that are so different than like, I, I know I reference Lanier, but it's my home lake. You have very defined points on Lake Lanier that you fish. Uh, a lot of those lakes up in North Carolina uh, and, and Tennessee are more bluffy and they have what I call more of a round than a mm -hmm. point. So in the wintertime, tight lining, taking a little straight tail bait on a very light jig head like this and almost almost doing that. You let it pendulum back to you. Right. Yep. Um, you get some really big fish doing that. It's it's a fantastic technique. So it can be used the same way. Uh, yep. And it's a very simple thing. Just putting a jig head on that. You're going to catch fish on this. Yeah, it's 
by far the favorite way that I've fished the echo so far. Like the few that you sent up to me to like test out on smallmouth. I think I caught one on my very first drop with it. And, That's awesome. And I was over, what was I over? I think I was only over like 28 foot of water and I was dropping it on a quarter ounce head. And that fish came up like 15 foot off the bottom and ate it as I was tight lining it down 20 feet in front of the boat to swing That's it down. awesome, man. That's cool. Yeah, smoke, That's right. I, dude, I, got, I know I say this. I've got to get up there and, and get after those smallmouth on this with you. That's what that's that's what I want to do more than anything, man. Yeah, yeah I think the springtime it's gonna play when they're heavily on bait because and I'm just saying it's not just pervient to the echo. The Demiki bite with a Great Lake smallmouth is always kind of there. But it's one of yeah. those deals that you get tiny little windows for them to bite. And the biggest thing is we need bait fish around for them to right. want to rise and feed up. So, like, it's not something that we crush them on, but we get really big bites with it from time to time. And so it's yeah, always that's... great to have it as, like, you know, that golden card in your back pocket that's always just kind of there and ready to go when you realize fish are being a little funky. It's a great follow-up bite for, like, drop shot. 100%. 100%. So, and I'm I'm glad you brought that up about the big fish bite. And that kind of leads me into um, the final way or what I feel is the most important way that we're rigging this. Why we have a patent pinning design on it was fishing it on the hover rig. Yeah. And uh, about the same time I sent them to you, I sent them to Franco up on Lake Lanier. And uh, he this is kind of crazy. We know we fish a lot of brush piles in the summertime. The first three brush piles he pour, he pulled a four pound spot out of, which was unreal. And it for was very surprising. Right? Huh? For summertime, too. For summertime. Yeah. And just just the fact of like you're using such a small little finesse bait that you kind of look at it as more of like a numbers bait versus like mm -hmm. the big fish. But what he found was like the biggest fish in that school would come up and eat the bait, which was really, really cool to see. And um, I want to show you why or what we're doing with the hover rig, right? So what's so important, I don't know, um, and you can post some videos. We've posted a lot if you go to our social media, is the way we're rigging this bait is we're using uh, size one. We found like a decoy FF or a Ryugi hover shot hook. Mm -hmm. um, okay. This hook just has a keeper on it. It doesn't have the weight. Uh, and then we're putting that 332nd angler tungsten nail weight in the belly of this bait. Okay. So what happens is, is the separation of the weight and the hook creates a ballast point. So when this bait is going down on like a hover, it goes down, it's actually shimming and swimming and it's, it's ultra realistic. It is super, super cool to see that. And uh, you know, I wish I had the video up here to show you, but they can go to our social media and check out the video that we posted. Yeah. It's just a really, really unique thing. And so when Franco was fishing it rigged this way, um, you know, he was doing slight twitches of the rod too. So he'd let it go down. And that's something our, everybody listening and people viewing, I, I want to point out is you don't need to do these big drastic pops of your rod to get action out of this little bait on this rig yeah, the way it is. It's very light. Yeah. 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 And you can get it to flutter up and then flutter back down. And that, that is my favorite thing about the echo. That's the best way I've found to fish it is this rig right here. Okay. Do you mind so, if I make a side note real fast too, when you're ahead. shaking it, what I found with the hover rig technique period is you don't want your line tight when you're shaking it. You want the slightest little bow in it because it gives it the you're most right. natural lifelike action. If you're too taut and you're popping it, that thing is moving eight to 10 inches in that water column. 100%. You want it as you're reeling it, you want like that slight pendulum in your line. So it's just hovering and 
basically in place. You're hundred percent right. When we yeah. got the first sample of these, I went down to our swimming pool and was able to really see what you're just talking about very quick. And I noticed if I had my line tight and I'm doing these big drastic pulls, I'm muting the action on it. Yeah. Where if I had that little bit of bow, a little bit of slack, it's allowing that plastic uh, of the echo to really breathe and, and kind of yeah. have that natural swimming motion. So that is the first way. Uh, and, and I feel like my favorite way to rig the echo, what is so special about this bait and what kind of separates itself, right? So this is going to be a big player, obviously, forward-facing sonar. And for us, like in the wintertime, right? So this is important to talk about why we're rigging it two different ways. In the wintertime, the fish are lethargic, they're cold, and we have a really good spoon bite that starts on like a, you know, a small spoon, like a flexit spoon, something like that, not a big magnum spoon. Uh, that gets really good at the beginning of winter, like mid-December, something like that. And this little bait is going to dominate in those same places. Um, also, marina slips. That's a, that's a big secret, but mm -hmm. tossing in the marina slip for suspended fish in there. Um, at night, guys go out and fish dock lights for striper and spotted bass and stuff and largemouth. And having this just swim through is going to be incredible. Yeah. This I can see um, that for sure. So, so what I want to relay is this was working for a while with the water temperatures on Lanier this summer, okay, rigging it this way. What we noticed, and I mean, every fishery is so different too, the way the fish act, you know that, okay? Um, the fish got into a point, once the water got really hot, they wanted to chase more. They didn't want slow action. They needed to chase. And you really think, I mean, the pressure of that fishery is insane. Everybody has forward-facing sonar. There's no hidden brush pile. They see a million lures a day. So they really, it, the bite starts off amazing at the beginning of the summer. Once you get into late August and July, like you're, those fish are, are hard to catch. They're pressured, right? But um, <clears throat> Franco saw a video, and I want to give all credit to, uh, to Milliken on this, right? He, this is the rig he came up with, and it works amazing on the Echo, where now the, the rig before uh, was fished vertically, right? It's going down, okay? Yep. This is a horizontal rig. And what we do, okay, we still have the separation of the hook and the weight, right? So you've got this up here, but now we're pushing a little 316 ounce. Uh, this is a uh, Lunker City. It's this right here, Lunker City, wacky kind of Nico deal. Yep. And what this allows you to do is throw this out over, let's say you've got a school of fish over a brush pile. You can swim it through the middle of the water column, okay? And yep. then when they get behind it, you could speed this up and it won't blow out. Where you can't, the other first rig I showed you would blow out. You can't fish, you can fish it through the water column, but you've got to be really slow. This you can really speed up. And what we noticed, once again, with that separation of that, you know, it looks on here like it's a jig head, but it's not. The separation of that hook and that weight allows the plastic motion. And so you're getting this listing action as you're swimming it. So it really looks like a real fish when you're uh, retrieving it. You know, you could also take this same rig like you're fishing Demiki and drop it straight down as well. But this was the rig that once that water temperature rose on Lanier, uh, that they responded to much better. And where I feel like now we're going into, you know, late fall, winter, that first option is gonna be the, be the deal for suspended fish that are lethargic. Um, yeah. And it's, it's really cool. The reason with the echo, this is, this is something I want to point out. It's a two part attack for us there. Um, we fish in the wintertime ditches really deep with a, and you've done this, you know, a three inch prodigy on a ball head and you're keeping contact with the bottom and crawling it. Right. That's what we're going to use. Have that on one rod. And then the other rod for any suspended fish that we see in those areas, we will fire the echo at them. So it's a great, two part. Attack. Great follow -up. 
yeah, it covers it covers every part of the water column and all the fish we're seeing. And yeah. uh, I can't wait for this winter, you know, and and just going out there with two spinning rods with 12 pound braids, seven pound floral leaders. That's fun to me. I love fighting big spotted bass, big fish in deep, clear water like that. On for yeah, too bad in the wintertime they don't fight as hard. They get a little lethargic. No, they don't. They definitely don't. They give up easier, but they, they, they're big, though. You know, they're yeah. big. This is their time. They're, so. they're big and dumb, which is the best time to catch a big bass. 100% right. 100% winter. Right. I want to say it's like late fall, winter, and early spring is your best chance at catching a true trophy because they need to eat, and two, they're big and they're dumb. So that's right. Me, that's right. That's right. That's right. So um, I do want to point something out here, though, like and I don't know if you know this or not, but do it molds actually makes a worm nose like sinker head. Yeah. Then yeah. you can pour all of your own and get like, oh, I don't know. I think there's like six or different uh, size um cavities in there that you can pour See, that's like, fantastic you know literally we picked this we picked this one up because it's what we found that yeah. was like a little bit heavier and there's definitely we probably want different sizes in this right yeah. this is kind of all we knew about so that's really cool because then you can get specific for your fishery yeah. and and understand hey they're relating at this depth this is the one to get down yeah and that and i know um that's where franco found it is one of milliken's videos that's actually the do it mm -hmm. molds worm nose head and i i've actually oh, cool. been rigging it. like i don't put normally the tungsten weight in it whenever i do a hover yeah. rig i i have all of my own worm nose poured heads that i shove in do that and, and it works perfect man you yeah. you would uh it, it's when the next time you go out if you get a chance um rig rig an echo up like this yeah. and like just put your troll motor on high and put the line out next to the boat and watch it watch how it lifts back and forth uh and this this plastic moves it's yeah it's so cool man it's it's i mean that's about you can't imitate uh bait fish or forage go swimming through the water column any better than that man i mean it's it's the most natural so i feel i feel like you know this is this is for guys listening man this is going to give you an advantage on pressured lakes you know it's as natural as you can get and look at that tail yeah, it's Hold cool, it right? Again. Yeah, it's just, it's yeah. ease. It moves with ease. And I think that's one cool little note that you can add in here about the Echoes, the proprietary plastic that is added. Yeah, it's the same plastic as the Prodigy. It really, it really, like you can see, I pushed this little lead head yeah. deal in there. It bites onto it good. You're not having to use any sort of screw lock mechanism or any glue. So you, yeah. they're very sturdy baits, right? I still now, I'm not saying if you don't hook a giant smallmouth on the hover rig because of the point of contact on that hook that it's not going to tear, right? Yeah. But you you could go all day on an underspin um, where yep. it's not pulling that plastic. Or the Mickey rig. I think I caught exactly. like 17 or 18 fish on the Echo before I had to replace it. So Right, right. That's what I'm saying. And that that is like, you know why that's important? First off, it saves you money. You're not going through yeah. 20 packs of swim baits each trip. You know, as a guide, you don't have to... <laughs> that helps right yes. but it also like for the tournament fishermen too it saves time on the water where you yeah. know time is so important so you're not re-rigging all day and having to do that you can keep one bait on catch a fish throw it back in there without a doubt it's, it's yeah a it's just cool. but yeah we're, we're really excited about this bait and uh it's something just really special i think i think that swim that we're achieving with the separation is, is just something that's very natural and we have to keep advancing and pushing forward as more and more people are fishing and there's more pressure and now with forward facing sonar they really can't hide anywhere you know so we want to imitate realism as, as much as possible and now you can shoot the bear here if you want but what's next you because i know you guys are always leading in inventory in innovation right yeah Do you guys have plans for more soft plastics in the future or are we kind of limiting it to here for now 
Just no, I think I'm generally you know, curious and I haven't had a chance to ask. So I figured why not here? Well, no, that's fine. So um, 100%, you always have to be thinking of the next thing, right? Uh, for us, we, I want to look at some variations on sizes of the Echo. Um, you know, my, you know, half, our other half of the company is in Australia, right? And we do have attention on saltwater as well. So right now, currently in Australia, they're manufacturing a 5.4 version of this that they're going to use strictly for, for uh, mostly for um Saltwater, right? Yeah. Or uh, Barramundi, I'm sure would crush it. Barramundi, yeah, all sorts of things. Um, where I see a 5.4 working in for us, and it's something that I, I haven't, I'm going to get to samples in the next week or so, is there's two things. One is on like a scrounger on like the Tennessee River chain lakes. I think that mm -hmm. could be incredible. Uh, but what I want to do, um, we've talked about the sneak rig where we're taking our 4.1 Prodigy, putting the nail weight and nose hooking it. I want to test that on the 5.4 Echo and see that if I can work it like a fluke, and then when it falls, it gets that same incredible shimmy action just as the Echo, I mean, just as the 3.5 did. So we're definitely going to, and we're going to add a, a few more colors. Um, you know, when you first bring a product to you, you owe it to the product, you have to scale it, right? And you have to to, you have to so you really have to um, get your first initial order and then build on it from there and scale it. So it takes us a little while. Uh, we're not we're not like in a rush to bring things to the market, right? Like we want to make sure that it's calculated, it's yeah, it, it's calculated, but also very different. Like not the fiftieth version of something. Like why does it do this? Like you know what can we do to separate ourselves and and, and really and more importantly, what's more effective on the fish, right? Um, yeah. But we do have some ideas for some more soft plastics in a, in a totally different range towards the creature bait worm sort of uh, category that we're looking at. And, you know, and we've gone over some designs and some different stuff. But how how do you make a, a worm separate? Right. Like, how, what do you do that's so different? Not that it needs to be. It's already it's already a very effective bait. Right. Right. Um, but but why would we be the 500th company to make a worm? Now, is it because that proprietary plastic does something really cool with that worm where guess what? You're not having to go through 20 bags of worms all day and you're still getting good action. So these are just things that we're going to test and do. And uh, we've yeah. we've got um, we've got some special things in store for our hard bait line that we'll be releasing in the spring. So we got a lot of attention on that as well. Mm. Uh, it's been it's been pretty, pretty uh, tremendous to see the response on the OG and what's happening kind of nationwide. You know, we, we create created that on Lanier in our first, you know, for a while you get orders from Georgia, but now seeing them, you know, Texas, California, uh, all over is just, it's really cool. And we've, we've got something special coming on that. So awesome. I look forward yeah. to seeing it for sure and hearing yeah. about it. So I want to say thank you. And is there anything else before we uh, wrap it up here that you want to touch on, on the echo, or do you think we pretty much covered the bases here? I think we've covered the bases. I, I just encourage guys to get out there and play with that hook weight separation. Um, you know, we currently on our site, you can grab the angler tunks and the exact weight and you can grab the echo. Uh, we don't have a hook at this time. So let me point these out. And I want to say that they're maybe they're not the best option. But what we're what we found so far is the uh, this is a decoy FF and then the, um, the Ryugi hover shot. Uh, I, I think that there could be an improvement on if on both of these hooks as far as the keeper, right? Because that is a very important thing on the hover rig hook. If you're not going to have the weight there, you've got to have a good keeper or that plastic's going to slide. So we are right now uh, working on making our own uh, hover rig hook for the Echo uh as well which we'll have we got you know you know eddie krauth our, our buddy eddie krauth he ties one and he ties it on the the gamagatsu i don't know the number of the hook but he's tying it with an 80 mono uh keeper on there and that makes a huge probably difference. a that 604 
Yeah, I think I that's guess. what it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I encourage guys just to play with the hooks and, and the hardware, but that separation you'll see is is something that's truly special and something I'm very proud of. Fantastic. So, so I look forward yeah. to seeing a bunch of fish catches. And if you uh if you do try out the echo, and I'm gonna shout it out here real fast. If you try out any cast product or echo product, please take the lure lab in it when you post it because we want to see it and that helps us uh if cast misses it and if Ryan misses it, we can help spread that over to here over to them. So like we want to see no, yeah, I really appreciate that. And yeah. uh, I appreciate you having me on today, man. Dude, anytime, like you're always welcome here. I mean I've, I enjoy the friendship that we have. So anything yes. that I can help you out with as always, like, and I'm getting it. I appreciate that. And I'm going to get up there and do some smallmouth fishing with you soon, man. That Eventually. is like something really figure it out. Do. No worries yeah. at all. Whenever you can, we'll figure it out. So I appreciate right, it, man. man. Well, thanks go, so much. Go catch some saltwater fish. And I look forward to seeing some pictures later and, uh, I will, man. We'll chat soon. All right. You have an awesome weekend. Thanks, Andy. Hey, you too, buddy. Hey, buddy. Bye. Bye. All right, everyone. Well, thank you for tuning in to this week's episode here on the Lure Lab, where we're talking the brand new bait released by Cast Fishing here in the United States called the Echo. Like I said in the introduction, that is something that I've been playing around with, I think, since like the end of August, beginning of September, maybe even earlier than that. My days are all blended together here, but it does catch fish. Um, I'm a strickler in baits, and I love all of the Cast products in they just they simply catch them i think more tackle retailers should probably carry them because they are a really good bait and they don't tear and you don't rip through them like other soft plastic companies with boot tails and etc but if you're here on youtube and you've tried out the cast fishing products please let us know down in the comments or what maybe what your favorite Demiki rig bait is or chatterbait trailer that's similar to the echo because i love to see that stuff and then if you're on mp3 your favorite podcast platform like spotify or apple podcast and you really enjoyed this episode or really enjoyed the lure lab please leave us a review it allows this podcast to be seen to more fish and fish people like us and until next saturday we will see you then Bye.